0: Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic University podcast. I'm your host Anthony Canton the Third, and we are here to discuss She Hulk. The trailer came out yesterday, and 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 we also have a mailbag that we asked from our listeners and and everybody who's been following and supporting the show. Just want to quickly thank everybody who shared, tweeted. And responded to the episode that we did on Mystery Crate for the Levitard and Friends Network. Shout out to Howard Bryant for putting that together. And appreciate everybody for, you know, just supporting us and continuing to support us. And we hope to do more as we go along. But we are here for this show. And I got to introduce, of course, my, my friends, my compatriots, my pals. First, the super producer, Jake Christie's in the house. Jake, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, AC? I am excellent. Feeling good, feeling great. And we also have Jerome Chang. Black Dragon Roll is here. Jerome, how are you? I'm doing great. You sound beautiful, AC. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I always love uh, the, the wonders of technology. Something that I'm not too, too great at, but I have great pals with me to help me out with that. So, guys, yesterday... Disney had an event. It was actually in the city, in New York City, called The Upfronts, where they were showing a lot of just different things. It was mostly TV-based. And one of the things that we got when it came to the MCU, there was some talk of secret invasion. There was some talk of Loki. But as far as footage was concerned, we got a first trailer of She-Hulk. Tatiana Maslany as Jennifer Walters, the cousin of Bruce Banner. Boy, we got a, a minute and 47 seconds to kind of take it in. And I want to just hear some initial reactions from you guys. Jake, I know you had a little bit of the trying to avoid being horny on main. Why did hear- you guys send me
1: out like that? I tweeted uh, out, <laughs> I, out that. It's true, though. I can't, I'm not the only one with the, with, with these jokes. Um, but no, in, in all seriousness, the tone, I think, seems really fun. And um, I think that... Uh, it's clear. I, I like that what they did with the subtitle of Attorney at Law. Yeah, because I know I've been talking since they first announced it that She Hulk sounds like a name that went out of date in the nineteen seventies. You know, like it just does not sound like a name for something in the in twenty twenty two. Um, and so I think if they focus on that sort sort of stuff, and I like that they kind of are kind of front loading the law stuff in it, that it can uh that that's what she's gonna be focusing on, and it seems the, the character conflict is her dealing with. How her Hulkishness, which is different than, of course, Bruce's, because it's not like she doesn't lose her mind, but she like looks different and is different. And there's some like, fu- obviously, they have a lot of fun with that. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, there's just some scenes like that are very memeable, like the a bit at the end where she picks <laughs> up the guy like that is just an incredibly memeable <laughs> thing that I've seen a lot of funny memes about. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I just am really excited on that front.
0: Oh, for that that's that's great, Jerome. How about you? What were your initial reactions?
2: I mean, that trailer clearly coddled me and took me to bed. It was uh <laughs> it was no it, it looks like a really fun time, and uh you know a c you're gonna definitely talk about it more, but like street level is really mm-hmm. cool. uh I will say as maybe the loudest anti-professor hulk person on the pod Mm -hmm. uh the steps made there seem to be now more necessary for us that makes sense of where we're at with jennifer walters and she hulk uh just because you know obviously we could just like comic book explain anything away but at least this way we have like a naturalistic like hulk transformation that makes sense because we have everything that comes before it and that's nice Mm -hmm. Uh, but all that like It looks, you know, we kind of got glimpses of it with Hawkeye, but I feel like the tone is very similar in that it's very ABC sitcom and Mm -hmm. I'm for it. Like, you know, the throwback vibes uh, to like a lot of the stuff of those days, but kind of made in a modern era and probably with a modern view of the world. uh, It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Like, I I think I'm really into it. Um, It's gonna be like nice light fare for, you know, the end of the summer.
0: Yeah, yeah. It kind of feels like that. And I just like the idea of nine episodes, which is that's that's nice. We get a we get a little more time to spend with this character. And it's listed as a comedy series, which makes me intrigued as to where where they take it. And you guys mentioned the memeable moments in the trailer. So there's that there's the street level stuff that I'm very interested in, because when you talk about Jennifer Walters doing law then you can kind of introduce other guys like maybe a certain uh mr murdoch which which i think we might see in this series and just kind of looking at the cast it it's interesting to see that we get uh the abomination back that's that's going to be fun and we have that connection in now way
2: that could be very tightly connected to what we saw in shan chi right
0: Right, exactly. And the stuff with Wong, Wong, Benedict Wong was listed in the cast, too. So I feel like we're gonna get an answer to some of those questions. So I-, I like that. And just the idea of seeing stuff like Goodman, Lieber, Kurtzberg, and Holloway, GLKH, which is known in the comic books as as a as a law firm that dealt with you know, superhuman type of issues, and it looks like we're going to get stuff like that. So that would lead me to believe that we will see characters. Where Were in they during of,
2: the Sokovia Accords? Huh? That's a great question. I
0: feel like that's above their pay grade. <laughs> no, I know, yeah. I, yeah. Feel, <laughs> I, mean, I
1: feel like a law firm that handles murders shouldn't be writing genocide rules. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's above their.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So you get the you get that uh, that, and I think for me especially when you're leaning more into source material, as Marvel has started to do, I I get excited. Um, And I think just the, the stuff with Jennifer, generally the relationship with Bruce, how that plays out, uh, Bruce being a mentor to somebody trying to teach them to be calm Mm -hmm. and all that other stuff, that stuff should, that should create some, that should create some very, very funny, funny moments for sure. Uh, Is there anything in particular, like, particular scene or like little moment that caught your eye jerome like when you were watching the trailer
2: um i gotta say it's the final shot really like that's the part (laughs) it is right (laughs) that gets me because it's just like like wherever that can go is, like, kind of fun to me. Well, because
1: in a serious... I think that you mentioned something with the Professor Hulk problem, right? Where he became mm. a solved character. And I think that this is very interesting because clearly,
2: I think this... Just uh, just to be clear, that was my my... I just missed, like angry
1: out of control no 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 oh, but i, I think, think right. that i yeah. think that the criticism of like him the character not really having anywhere to go because he kind of solved his issue was is a fair one but i think oh, the but i'm thing saying
2: ap- that wasn't like i don't have a criticism about that my only like criticism is just i miss when he was like angry all that's the time.
1: fair that's okay. Like, okay i'll say this i have that i had that Yeah, you shared that so i apologize but yeah. um i think what this does is you can see bruce being like i solve this yeah. i can be strong and tough and also be Uh, of like smart. And so I want to give this to someone else. And it's clear that the way that Jennifer feels about it is not the same way that she is insecure about it, that it's not like she doesn't feel like it's the best of both worlds. And obviously these are issues that I don't have any firsthand experience with, but there's very clearly, I think it's very fun. It's good for comedy and for actual storylines. The idea of exploring, a woman having to do with being d- looking different in the ways that she does being bigger than every other guy and trying like that. Those are very fun ideas, but they're also very real ideas. And so, but they're very memeable. I think it is. I've seen, I've heard on like all the Tinder dates is really funny to me. Cause it is just like, if you were seven foot five and green, it would be almost impossible to date because either guys are repulsed by you or they're way too into you. And that's a problem too. And so like, I think that that's a really fun thing to explore and is, it kind of goes into some of the stuff about professor Hulk that we joke about, you know, he was on the daddy's spot; He was very high up that like, there is an inherent issue with being that. And I think that there, even the bits where you see, uh, you know, Jennifer as uh, you know, she Hulk, you know, in public, there's just an awkwardness she has that I think is like, one, the fact that this has like a very clearly a strong female voice behind it leads me to believe that they're going to handle at least res- somewhat responsibly, um, and so I think that it's really going to be really fun to see like you know how that plays out because that is if this is a comedy, there is a lot of comedy to be done with like a five foot two woman becoming like a seven foot giant and like the good and bad that comes with that. Like, there's a lot of comedy there, and that makes me excited.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think all of that stuff is is interesting. And I kind of look forward to seeing how they play that out because I think the way that they said that they were going to structure was nine 30 minute episodes. So that, that part of it is interesting where this takes, I'm um, not, not where, but when this takes place, as far as the timeline is concerned is something that I'm interested in too, because if we remember Shang-Chi at the mid credit scene, we have banner in a sling, um, seemingly mm-hmm. still having the arm injury from the gauntlet and Endgame. And here he's healed. So just like seeing what that what that uh, that stretch of time looks like intrigues me. Um, we got a shot of what looks like maybe looks like the Wrecking Crew, which is a which is a band of villains in the comics. Um, I'm I'm very curious to see if if they play a role in this too. There's a very there's a very brief shot of I think when Jennifer is like kind of handling a guy. He has a glowing helmet. Something like that. So there's just like little stuff like that intrigues me as well. But I feel like with this show, what they have to do is the it, it, what what it's going to look like is just seeing kind of a courtroom drama and seeing what kind of what kind of villains show up, who's getting tried for what, uh, th- that type of stuff that interests me. I want to see what's happening there. And we also get a shot of what looks like a supermax prison as well Mm -hmm. so that intrigues me too so i I don't know like i feel next
2: prison that we like already saw again like in shan chi because when abomination walks back like abomination walks back into the same cell that we see in the trailer Mm
0: -hmm. yeah right right and then we get a bit we get a bigger like more outside shot of it what looks like that Mm -hmm. place because it looks it looks humongous and mm-hmm. so I I, w- I want to see what that looks like. Also, I'm to- excited for the return of Tim Roth. Like,
1: it's Tim- so so wild. It is like I mentioned it when the thing when the first Shang Chi trailer came out. It's like that is Kevin Feige just flexing. Like, you think that either you think there's actors I can't get come, to come back? You just watch. You just watch <laughs> me get the villain from the MCU movie that we basically disavowed to come back a decade plus later. L- love it.
0: <laughs> no nah, man, it, 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 getting him back. Seeing what the character does, go now that he'll have a little bit more speaking lines in this. Uh, what for episode sure. does
2: Multiverse and Norton show up in? She Hulk? Does anyone <laughs> have that information there? Oh,
1: oh, oh man! If, if Kevin Feige ever does that, he needs to retire. And not yeah. isn't like he needs to retire for it in a bad way. It's just like go out on top. You got to be John Elway. Yeah, you yeah, know, you yeah, can't want exactly. don't want to risk losing. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, I, I would say, I, I would say, like mid-series, do something like Wandavision, just have him open the door and give uh, give Jennifer a hug. No, Do something <laughs> like
1: Bewitched and have just the whole casting changed halfway through, and they don't mention it completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: that sounds that sounds like a good idea. Was there so in terms of where kind of where we are because we're getting Miss Marvel very shortly in the next few weeks, and then we're gonna get a Thor Love and Thunder, and now this. So. We have this conversation all the time, but it's always it's always a good talking point to come back to in terms of where we are. Do we feel a little bit reinvigorated with this trailer as far as our feelings towards the MCU? I know Jake is more kind of like the I will watch all of this stuff regardless. And he will he will eat it up. Um, Jerome, mm-hmm. as somebody right. who's kind of been a proponent of this conversation, how, how do you hmm. feel about it afterwards?
2: Um. I I think I'm pretty much in the same spot. Like, I still, uh, don't get me wrong, like, I get excited about these projects, like, mm-hmm. but it's also, it's such a regular thing. It's being spoiled by it. Like, I, I think, especially, like, for someone at my age, like, I still remember when, like, the MCU was just like, holy shit, they're doing this after mm-hmm. like so many years of all the movies that like preceded before that they're just bringing back all the actors anyway, into these ones now. But like, it's so it's not that like, I don't enjoy them. It's not that I don't get up for certain ones. Like no way home was like is ranked as one of my like favorite right. MCU movies. And that came out when, right. And so, you know, Thor love and thunder. Uh, that's going to, that has an easy shot at like becoming one in like the top three to five movies, um, just like on what's included there alone. I mean, we're talking about Jennifer Walters. She Hulk, like, do we want to pause for a moment for like the still that we got? What? Love uh, and Thunder?
0: Oh, oh and yeah. now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, respectfully. All right. I think that was a good pause. Let's keep going.
2: <laughs> yep. uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So, uh like all all that is to say like you know i think uh i think one thing that maybe has become a little more apparent is just like there is a little bit of a loss of a like everything that the mcu comes out is going to be like a straight up banger mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we don't necessarily get that i think we do have like a lot of recency bias that like i'm very curious like how we'll look back at like a few of the properties in phase four to be perfectly honest like we're just so inundated like one after another that it would be interesting to kind of like revisit it that way because i would say you know phase one is you know the excitement of like something coming together phase two um i would say is a bit of a falter up until like we get to guardians and then it's like this big like holy shit like What is happening? They're really starting to figure out some stuff. Phase three feels like the moment where they just like know the formula all the way leading up to like Infinity War and Endgame. Twenty fifteen Warriors.
0: That's that's the best comp I would say. They figure it out. Yeah, yeah. come of age. Yeah,
2: they they just know like they know the formula. And now Phase four is this tinkering with a formula. Like we have a couple of questions that are that roll through, and we'll get to those later from like the mailbag that kind of asks some of the questions built around it. But we Mm -hmm. are. In a place where, like, they're trying to find their footing again, but find their footing – like, it it is really, like, a – like, they're trying to create a second dynasty, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, how do you do that with, like, some of, like, the stuff from before? Like, some of the new stuff, like, still kind of the same system? So, you know, this is the – transition phase where it it does feel a little bit like phase one-ish in that like there are like some real like fun highs but there are also some things where just like "Mm, i don't know if that's gonna really like hold up like moving forward so uh again all this to say is like i feel like incredibly blessed that we have all this content in front of us but like uh some of the like mcu can't go wrong glow is not as bright i would say
0: no i would say that for sure and i think to your point, I was thinking about it earlier this weekend. it's like, oh, okay, this is coming wave after wave after wave. So Moon Knight ends, we got the Doctor Strange, you get Miss Marvel, and like all of it's just coming in a wave, like the whole the whole rest of the year. And it kind of feels like it's gonna be like this. I think it's been a lot for for people to get used to. And I think especially after 2020 and nothing. We went yeah. from getting some stuff. To nothing, to now everything. So I think yes. that's been an I think that's been an adjustment for folks. I think it's also kind of changed the way that we view this stuff generally and how we review it and critique it too. Because I do think the fatigue element it has to play a fact. It plays a factor into all of all of this it's discussion
2: interesting because it's like it's a combination of fatigue, but also like recency bias that like kind of gets us mm-hmm. up in some ways. Like I, I'll make a case right now i don't know that i like moon knight as much as like i enjoyed it currently i don't know that like i'm gonna go back and be like oh yeah like moon knight was one of the classics yeah but i think like yeah that, yeah
0: yeah i think that's i think that's interesting like i was thinking about it with um i was thinking about it with shang chi because i really really like shang chi and i feel John like yeah i, I it, it really at the time when I see it, it's like, oh, wow, this is like, okay, this kind of blows you away. And then you watch it like a second and third time, which I have. Second time was great. Third time was all right. And then it's like, oh, you kind of see where some of the stuff kind of doesn't land necessarily.
2: So it's a, it's, think, it's
0: an interesting part. To, to I think
2: my approach to it is just like all of this at this point is, I mean, it always has been, but like, I think because of like, the grandeur that we applied to like the infinity saga, like we forget these are just like entertainment and they can just mm-hmm. like, doesn't have to be that deep. It doesn't actually require, yeah. like uh, you do it because you are such a fan, but like, it doesn't require rewatching. It doesn't require going back and like looking back to see like how much does it hold up? I like, I say that. I don't think certain properties might hold up, but I also don't need to be proven correct about it. That part. yeah, I also
1: think that the way to get around to all of this is honestly just being honest at every step of the way, you know? Um, Cause you can't predict how you're going to feel about something a year in the future. Like that's just impossible, but like, you can speculate about it, but you can't really know. And I think that I also think that the, something not holding up as well because you the, the excitement is lower that is a phenomenon i think that you know exists even outside the mcu not that being part of the I mcu, would say the MCU lot. has
2: created like a form of consumption that is pretty unprecedented i agree yes, yes.
1: i know th- I, yes i think that it, it creates a thing where you want to always say that the next thing blew you away um but ultimately like i that's also why i don't think that uh you know i don't consider our show a review show because it's like <laughs> if it's good or bad is actually i think the least interesting thing we can have in this conversation and right. so uh yeah i think that the interesting stuff is just to talk and joke about it and that like that stuff is the stuff that will age well and ultimately like i think that there is obviously a ton of stuff and i'm not the best person to ask because i will consume all of it but i think it is important for that for the most part with some exceptions with movies the fact that generally speaking it's just one thing after another is not it's not like the uh, CW shows where there's a new episode of every single one every week that I think that um, if you want to keep up, you can. And like, it's really yeah. not. And I think that if you can invest as much time or energy as you want to. So I, I think that the fatigue aspect is a thing that, I don't think that there's going to be a movie that otherwise you thought would be good, but then you felt fatigued about. I think that there yeah. could be a movie or show that is mediocre that fatigue makes you not like. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I'll ever get to a place Please. where there's a movie that's actually great that you're like, I would have liked this, you, but I'm just so fatigued. Yeah.
2: watching the regular season versus the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly.
0: Right. And I, and I feel like more so than anything, and I've talked about this before, it's not just the the menu items thing that they're that it feels like they're trying to do. I know for me, there's an element of it does feel like they're trying to make this more comic booky in the sense that yeah. you jump into something, it ends, and then you jump into something else as if you're reading and turning the page. there's a there's a yeah. little bit of that going on as well, but we'll see how it all plays out. um i'm I'm still excited to see how everything comes along and continues to grow and expand and and things like that. It'll be interesting to see we're for sure.
2: Sticking on this topic like a bit, but AC, mm-hmm. is there anything in you that would like to see less connectivity in
0: the MCU? <sighs> the Moon Night show I felt was very refreshing because I did not feel like I had to go and think about, oh hey, who's gonna show up? Sure. Just sure. like something generally like that. I think it just was so. It was just was so insular, and you just felt like, "All right, I'm here. This is where I am. I don't have to go anywhere mm-hmm. else." And 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 that's what that's. I think more so than anything, I just found it refreshing. Is what I would say. Right. Fair. Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, right, right, and and with that, since we, you know we pretty much uh, went through She Hulk, and and I think all of the talking points at the upfronts were more just about. You know, stuff with Secret Invasion, Samuel L. Jackson briefly talked about his character and how they're going to focus on uh, events during while he was blipped with the Skrulls. Eventually, at some point, this show is definitely going to do a who was a scroll type of thing where I, I haven't I haven't totally fleshed this out, but we're going to definitely do something like that. But so we might as well just kind of like transition to what we were originally here for. And that is our mailbag. And Jake, I will throw it to you. Yes, we got some great questions in the mailbag from
1: Multiverse banda stuff, Moon Knight stuff, stuff in the future, and then just general MCU questions, which is how I organized it so we don't keep jumping around. Uh, I'm going to start off with a question, which I thought was more than anything, just a really good insight. Um, and I want to hear your guys' thoughts uh, from Clear Ward on the Discord. Do you see any parallels between Strange and Tony from Iron Man 3, both dealing with fear, neither of them are holding the knife at the end, and Tony finally gets surgery and Strange finally fixes his watch? AC, how do you feel about that?
0: See, I think the difference between the two is Strange ends up holding the knife anyway, technically speaking, by using the dark hold and having the third eye appear. So once you have that happen, he's still going on and doing more shit. So it's like, you know, Iron Man had gotten to a point where where Stark had felt like he felt his own fatigue, like, he, you know, Mm. there was issues there. And he spent time wrestling with stuff. Strange, in that instance, realizes that, hey, I'm like all these other variant Stranges, but I'm going to just do this for what I think is a good reason in saving America. So I think he's still always going to hold the knife. So I think there is a difference between the two.
1: And Jerome, how about you? Do you, I think that that's you know AC one of the, one of his best
2: answers he's ever given? I'm being honest. Yeah, no, no, uh, I think AC <laughs> pretty much covered all of it there. Um, yeah, I, I think it. Kilim raises a really good point. I think it's very common for our protagonists uh, in MCU in general to have their sequel battle with their self identity, and mm-hmm. that's essentially like what happens with Tony across. Honestly, like his whole, like Iron Man 1, 2, and 3 is Tony just battling it constantly. Captain America does that just as much. Um, Definitely more so in Winter Soldier. Thor Ragnarok is entirely that story. And it might be more of that in Love and Thunder. Um, So, and like, and even like Spider Man for that matter uh, across um, the sequels there. So, you know, it's, uh, I I think it's, you, you definitely make. The closer connection, because a lot of people like to suggest that Doctor Strange is the next Tony, for that matter. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's a fair thing. Um, but AC basically covered it far more eloquently than Wonderful. I Wonderful, Th- and thanks yeah. for your question, Khalil. Yeah. Uh, next is Khalil. from uh,
1: next someone from Jerome's neck. The woods at Toronto, brov asks. Yeah, I saw that. I <laughs> he's a Bruv from I Toronto. Know. I don't know what to tell I'm you. I'm from Toronto. How about that? <laughs> uh, did Strange feel disjointed to you? Made by two different directors with large reshoots. It felt like two different films. Before anyone answers, I do just want to clarify, it was not made by two different directors. Scott Derrickson was fired way, 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 way before they started shooting. Um, I think that people don't understand the process of it. He was fired before the pandemic. happened it like he was fired when they're still writing the movie. So if it did did feel like uh, two different movies, which I'll ask you, Jerome, it was not because like half of it was directed by one guy and half was directed by someone else.
2: Uh I will say it did not feel disjointed because I completely forgot that there was a director before Sam Raimi. Like, well, because no there time wasn't time. is the thing there was well, a director. No, like, and said, I yeah. forgot that there was even a switch at any right. point is what I'm trying to say. Hmm. Like uh it was only when we came back to talk about it. I remember like I was reminded that Sam Raimi wasn't signed on the whole time for the whole thing. And um I guess if there's anything disjointed in the storytelling, like that actually might be just a product of like Sam Raimi kind of like dialogue and storytelling in general. Like I think visually Mm -hmm. he is such a compelling director. I wouldn't say that like he exactly like for me, a lot of his like storytelling and dialogue is really just to move from like set piece to set piece. Yeah. And it's really about just nailing down like the visuals that way. Mm -hmm. Like he's not, too concerned about, like, the connectivity or, like, just the logical way to, like, get across. It's just, like, whatever simple way across gets you there.
0: I think just because stuff doesn't necessarily work in a film doesn't mean it's disjointed. I felt Mm -hmm. like this movie was pretty cohesive for the most part. Yeah, you can talk about certain dialogue aspects. You could talk about certain scene aspects that maybe don't fire a way that you want to. But I think that's just... I think that's just an individual's perspective on those things. I just know for me, when watching that film, yeah, maybe some slight editing stuff that I felt was weird. Like, the, I'll give you an example: the Gargantos scene. Like, somebody pointed it out on Twitter where you see the same guy at, uh, running uh, behind Strange four times. Like, it happens mm-hmm. four times. Yeah. They like they you know they right. they pointed that out. But I yeah. mean, but that's, I think that's that's, not. Not I really think that's differently. It's like, a technical. Right. right. That's more of yeah. a technical thing. I think those thing. are that's yeah. different
2: from like what uh my fellow Toronto Bruv is saying. Like I think when bruv. they say disjointed, it's more of a sense of like just on the larger scale, like they're probably doing maybe like a mixture of tone that seems inconsistent or anything. I will that say front. this.
0: Or, I will say this. I will say this, Jake, before you go. The we'll one go yeah, the one thing that I would say is I thought the the end of the movie and the mid credit scene was like that was weird. How they just like oh, he has certain, the third yeah. eye come out and then yeah, yeah. the mid credit scene starts with him walking again, and I'm just like, huh? Yeah. If anything, it's a
2: product of having to do like the um, reshoots due to like the change of schedule and yeah. order that yeah. like, makes it maybe disjointed.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Good point. I'm glad you mentioned that because I think people forget that Spider-Man No Way Home was supposed to come out um, after this movie, and they Mm. were supposed to do... uh, I think WandaVision was supposed to come out after this, too. Like, there's a lot of stuff that happened due to the pandemic that really changed a lot of production stuff. I mean, we have Mm. all these discussions. Like, I'm hearing stuff about CGI yesterday that people are going on and on about with the She-Hulk trailer. And it's like, guys, these people are really, like, not only understaffed, but also like working through a pandemic like there's just a lot of context to these things that people should start to understand but instead you won't go and complain about it I mean you can I but at the say same time consider in, in
2: this case uh, i think it's a fair observation it's just yeah, like I, there are re- mm, other reasons beyond i like yeah. i would just say that like it's probably nothing to do with the director of anything that's due to like things like that if it's I, there
1: yeah i would say that yeah my response to this in toronto bro if you have i genuinely apologize but watch evil dead 2 and specifically army of darkness and you'll watch army of darkness and be like oh this must have been directed by six mice on crack like yep. he just i think that that's kind of i think the spider-man movies <laughs> Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people talk about same Raimi stuff in regards to this movie, and I mean, it's not condescendingly. It's just like, oh, the only same Raimi movies you've seen are the Spider Man movies because this movie actually, I think, you in a even, lot of like, ways watch is Watch Spider Man Three. I agree, but I think this movie, in a lot of ways, is more similar to Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness in yeah. its like look and feel than it is to uh the Spider-Man movies which is of course ironic cuz it's a superhero movie but i think that like that is the thing that i love about Sam Raimi is that he can do a movie like Evil Dead 2 that starts off with you know a guy uh getting possessed by demons and his girlfriend getting murdered and then it ends with him chopping his hand off and replacing his hand with a uh a, a shotgun and saying groovy and you're like yeah that's the same movie you know what i mean like that is i think kind of the whole thing and so I think that it works for some people. It doesn't for others. I think that it, it definitely um, was, It at the very least, it was interesting. And I actually rewatched it uh, when I was down in Florida with my parents. Both my parents liked it a lot. My mom, who had only seen like two MCU movies. I mean, she likes everything, but she really likes Benedict Cumberbatch a lot, which, you know, he has that effect on women. Um, and so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, and my dad was, you know, my dad grew up with, uh, he had watched the evil dead and army doctors when they came out and stuff. And he recognized that it's all that type of stuff. So I think it just is like, it just isn't some people's cup of tea with that. The it tone it of shit also and
2: stuff. like is understandably way different than what you're used to getting from the MCU. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah exactly.
2: All right. So this question I want to just pose directly to AC, cause this was
1: in our DMs. And AC, you said you want to talk about it, and I want you to elaborate on it. Um, and so Marky D underscore, I sorry, Marky underscore D1 asks, is it possible that 616 Wanda is dead and that 838 Wanda is the one that will try to get rid of the mutants?
0: Okay, so the reason I wanted to address this question is because I think a few people, well, not a few, like, I think a lot of people are just like really thirsty for mutants. And I know we got Professor Xavier in this film, but at the same time, guys, we got to relax. We got to relax. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And and maybe I'm wrong. But I would say look out for San Diego Comic-Con this year. It's back to normal. Marvel's probably going to do something relatively big. D23, the Expo in September in uh, California. That's another example of something where we may get an announcement of something, but otherwise in terms of the present, I would say, don't worry about mutants at this point. 616 Wanda is definitely alive. I don't think there's any reason to kill her off at this point. You got to give her a chance to rebound from this. You have to give the redemption story a chance because trust me, if you are a comic book reader, I assume you are. The way that you talk about Wanda and mutants, one would think that Wanda will have a redemption story just based off of the fact that that's how she is in the comics. She's She goes good to bad to good to bad, and so on and so forth. So I wouldn't expect, I don't expect mutants anytime soon. I think this, it'll be a lot more simplistic than the complications that we all as fans seem to make it to be. And I think a thing that I would just advise people to do generally
1: is treat the movies as their own primary source. And that if you have to go outside to comics in order to justify a theory, if that, like, that's the main justification and it's not in the text, if there's nothing in the text of the movie suggesting that 838 3 Wanda is going to kill all the mutants, then it might happen, but I would need to see something that would suggest that you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I, I, think I think that the MCU since they're such big populist movies, and because they are made for audiences that are not familiar with the comics, they're not going to do a gigantic twist that is not supported, that is not at least suggested in the text. That's not to say that we'll see it coming, but if there is no evidence in the text for a three eight Wanda having a grudge against mutants, then. That, I think, is just wish casting to make Mutants come in sooner, which I completely understand. Um, But I think that just always think of what the text shows and understand, once again, that, like, to my dad, who I watched this with, who had revealed to me because, you know, classic male in the Christie family, (laughs) other than me, tradition of just not mentioning stuff, despite the fact that I do this podcast, mention offhand, like, yeah, I think I've, over the past couple of months, I think I've watched, like, all 28 of the movies. I'm like, Dad, why do you not text me about that but (laughs) he i'm i promise you he is not familiar with the no more mutants moment and if you have to be familiar with that Mm. in order to see something coming then that's not gonna be in the movies
2: i'll add to that and um i actually am interested in hearing what both you think but just listening to ac talk both you talk about it really um I don't think the multiverse is going to be used in the way that we kept on, like, teasing it to be used. Mm-hmm. Like, because, like, what you're describing in that scenario is really just, like, we're just using multiverse in the full effect. People are traveling back and forth. Yep. We're creating all this chaos. I think it is going to, it, it just feels like we'll see because, like, we have things like Mania coming out and that might just blow it out of the water but so far every time we're teased multiverse and how it's going to blow things apart it really u- is used very sparingly even though it's supposed to like essentially show limitless possibilities of what's going on and um and I think that is again like the product of it being like Jake says it so well like keeping it contained within the context of the MCU and not necessarily the context of like the full like Marvel history and universe that we understand outside of it so i think you know, going into scenarios like that, um, again, is like it could be a really fun thing, but probably the answer to it also, and it's not ne- it's not necessarily fun looking that way, it's just asking where does it fit?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. I like, think where that's- exactly does that fit? Yeah.
0: No, I-, I would agree. And I think Jake made a great point as far as the as paying attention to the text. In Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, they're talking about incursions. They're talking about universes collapsing onto each other there's your secret wars connection you have that yeah. as the thing so i i mean as far as like where the mcu is at at the moment it just feels like they're giving us cookie crumbs as opposed to giving you the whole shebang and that's fine like mm-hmm. take get let it let it build let it escalate have some patience that's all and like could be a what a if episode, episode like yeah absolutely
1: yeah I, and i think a thing that I've been very cognizant of, and I've seen a lot of people make the point of. I think a lot of people who are big comic book fans who just want the mutants basically want the MCU to use the multiverse to cut and paste a fully formed (laughs) mutant school from another universe and put it into this one. And I'm just telling you guys that, that that is legitimately... That is the type of thing that will just turn off people who are not previous comic book fans because that is just mm-hmm. unearned. If they're going to do something like that, this is just this is just me pitching. This is the only scenario where I think they'll be fine is if mm-hmm. they have a scenario in a Secret Wars type thing where the universe, where the X-Men happen to exist is having an incursion and they need to – like it needs to be incredibly motivated for them to do that And even that, I don't think they yeah. should do it. Like I understand that you might be like, I don't want to see – A brand new cast of x-men just come out of nowhere in our in the 616 universe but like if you want audiences to care about the characters that might be what we need and so i think that just to be patient and to understand that like rushing along it is not gonna be good
2: all of this is not to give us back the x-men it's to introduce the x-men exactly 100 percent all right, uh, Nick sucks on the Discord. ass. I should have asked
1: this after the first one. Um, but his, his, that's his name on the Discord. I'm not saying he sucks. Uh, he's a very nice <laughs> man. Um, how are they going to write the next Doctor Strange movie to feature more Sam Raimi camp? That actually just want to bring up. Do we guys think that would we want? I think the answer for us would be yes. But do we want Sam Raimi to direct the next one? And if so, how do they make it more Raimi?
0: Huh? I I well th- to easily answer the first question, yes I thoroughly enjoyed the camp in this mm-hmm. movie i enjoyed some of the horror elements as kind of cheesy as they as they were at times i don't know that felt like my that felt like my shit because i was laughing in the theater at certain points i have a question have, a good way. have
1: you ever seen have you ever seen evil dread trilogy
0: um i've only seen the um i i haven't seen those movies i've only seen the ash he was at the ash and evil dead show that's the that tv Stuck. yeah yeah
1: Yeah, you gotta, I would, if you like Multiverse of Madness and that you like the silliness of the evil of it, because basically the Evil Dead is just a trilogy of what if demons summoned by Sumerian, like old Sumerian book, what if their main thing was that they were just like shitheads who wanted to torture humans, but for fun? Like that's, but it's not a comedy for a lot of it. It's just like, what if demons were like the most annoying pieces of shit in the
2: whole world? And it's great.
0: Um, Something I may need to revisit. Okay, but yeah, you go, you guys go
2: ahead. Jerome? um i would love to see it obviously i'm a fan uh i think okay so i guess the answer there is if if you want it to be as ramy as possible i think you need to separate it from the mcu as much as possible i agree um i think it needs to be independent on its own i think it needs to be like Strictly a Doctor Strange story, like the kind of in the way that you're able to do basically in like phase one before they all met, like you kind of just needed to exist on its own. You don't want to team up, you don't want like any kind of thing that like brings in other characters unless they make absolute sense Mm -hmm. that like they exist in his universe. But like, I think that's pretty much the move because what you find. And I, I, I give obviously Kevin Feige and MCU a lot more credit of it, but the moment that like you, you hamper Raimi's ability to go Raimi, you have Spider Man Three.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I my th- suggestion is well, one, I want him to do it if he wants to do it because the man had not been able to direct a film for almost a decade, and that's uh, also if you listen to interviews with him, he's one of my favorite directors to listen to talk because he just is. He won. He is not at all like mysterious and he's just happy to joke and talk about his movies and is just so excited about all the things he loves. And that I appreciate that those people get to work because there's nothing more annoying than directors who act like they're, you know.
2: You know what I'll visits. actually offer right here? Yeah. Give him a DC project.
1: Yeah. Even, but no, what I was going to mm. say is what I would want them to do if he wanted to do Doctor Strange 3 is I want them to give him and his brother Ivan who is a physician who co-writes his movies with him but I think is still a practicing physician a blank piece of paper and say you invent what the dark dimension looks like in the MCU you come up with how it looks it is entirely yes. up to you you get to decide how all these things, because your mind obviously you have some crazy ideas. How does it work? What does it look mm-hmm. like? You can use the comics as inspiration if you want, but you get to decide. The only things that are like, if you want, you know, your brother Ted to play like an important evil spirit, go for it, man. Like it's, <laughs> I think that that kind of is. I think that they have a the the thing that this movie was kind of hamstrung with with what it needed to do was that it, it did it was wasn't entirely in a place where Remy could just use a sandbox of different things but if you allow him to explore dimensions that we haven't seen before it's like well what if he just gets to set the visual palette you know what I mean for all this stuff and um I think that will be really fun but once again if he wants to do it he I hope he does it but
2: whatever he wants to do next I want him to do I think the way I just kind of look at it when it comes to Remy is just like I think the word like micro just like give him like a a box to like play with, as yeah. opposed to like a full universe that he has to incorporate. And, uh, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like, hey, if there's another season of Wandavision, give me like one Raimi episode. Mm-hmm.
1: A- and the thing too about him, which I always appreciate, is that he feels not does not feel guilty or dirty about working in a big studio system at all. Um, he's, a lot of thing, a lot of directors who start off with like very micro budget films kind of like are embarrassed by mm. doing bigger stuff, and I think that he is more than happy. To incorporate all of, like the connected stuff because he was a big comic book fan and I think that like it, and I think it makes him happy. But I think if you want to use him best, I think you give. Does him Does Raymi have soft.
2: any animation? Uh, no,
1: actually, his big thing is the big influence, which you, when you know it, everything makes more sense. Is right. he considers his biggest influence to be the Three Stooges? Um, Right. Which honestly, Mm -hmm. if you watch anything he's ever done, Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, it is. And so uh, he has a lot of vaudeville stuff is his background, which is really animation in American sense is almost exclusively just doing vaudeville
2: on drawing. So, right. uh, Yeah. I, if he has any interest that way, give Raimi what if.
1: I mean, yeah. I th- I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think he's either going to do Doctor Strange three, a Tobey Maguire Spider Man, or nothing in IP. Yeah, at all, no, no, that
2: that is reasonable in itself. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just like all the different places. Because like the other thing too, like you know, just like from my end of like what I like to see, like I like to see like where Ramy's ness can like apply in a place that feels different from the usual. And, yeah, like maybe animations one of those places.
1: Of course. Alright, and so the final question we have for uh, Doctor Strange actually involves Moon Knight, and there, I have a voicemail of it, which I am going to play, but I was busy in my last hour of work, and I couldn't edit it, so I'm just going to read what the question says and just. gist, but then you guys, when you're listening to the podcast, the magic of editing is going to have it being read by Cecilia of Alfonso Stokes, friend of the show, who asks
0: It seems kind of silly on the surface, but it's actually once been a fun thought experiment
2: for me today. Um, just wanted to get your thoughts. So do you think that Wanda, the Wanda as we see her in Doctor Strange 2, um, with kind of a lot of her powers really unleashed, do you think she is capable of killing Jake Lockley without killing Mark
0: and Steven? And if so, how would she do it? I would rather you go more the if so route because it gives you a lot more fun to play with. Um, but yeah, just wanted to see what y'all thought.
2: Damn,
1: which that is, that is just excellent. that's one of the best questions we've ever gotten because it is like, and she and as you as the audience all heard she said that she's more interested in hearing the if because the, the first part's a yes or no question. And that's just good producing, too, on her part because she knows that a yes or no question is less interesting than a how question. So, I don't know, AC, I assume that this is making your brain go crazy.
0: It is. I want to say yes because of Wanda's ability to rewrite reality and maybe be yes. able to rewrite person's anatomy and i just think of some books where from a mind standpoint like some of the stuff that she went through with xavier i would say though they were limited i feel like almost the the strange scene with i mean the uh, xavier scene with wanda was probably a little bit more limited Mm -hmm. than what i would have liked to see in terms of them having a little bit more of a battle i would suspect that wanda's powers are of the level that she could go into somebody's mind as, I mean, we see her influence um, mm-hmm. some of the sorcerers at Kam- Kamar So I think that she has the ability to go into somebody's mind and kill one without killing the other, t- the other two. Uh, yes, I will say yes, because of her abilities.
2: Jerome, Wanda rewrites a world where Mark never is able to find the other personalities that protect him.
0: Mm, So that's actually
2: living under the abuse and having to face it himself. And that basically torments him.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because Mm -hmm. there is an important question of is the the question I have because I am me and just can't help myself was um (laughs) does Wanda understand the human brain more than cutting edge neuroscience? Because Actual neuroscience today does not understand exactly how different brain synapses and parts of your brain form memories. And like, there is no way, even if we had like microscope technology, a neuroscient neurosurgeon wouldn't know how to cut your brain in such a way to change a memory. You know what I mean? So like hmm. if one to infect matter in theory, she could like change someone's brain chemistry in order to make them forget something, but she wouldn't know what to change because she doesn't know more than like advanced neuroscientist. Yep. Yep. So that does, is off the table. But I think, Jerome, your point is correct in that, well, it's kind of iffy with the way it's treated in Moon Knight. I, if it's actual dissociative identity disorder, those personalities are just mental responses to stimuli. And so if she could change the stimuli, then technically speaking, she could change that. So I also agree. I think that that's how it would have to be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so, like,
2: we have to remember that these, like, like, she's not, killing necessarily physical thing like she would just have to kill all at once to like yeah. cecilia's original question and yeah like especially if we had to make it set uh make sense in terms of like the production of it like i feel like that is the most like the first thought that comes to mind but that is at least like potentially an elegant solution to keep them true to like how they treat uh dad yeah yeah like and now we have two moon night
1: questions. Great transition. We have mm. from Spider uh, SpiderSwara <laughs> in the Discord. Uh what would you like to see more of the icon that is Layla El Fowley, aka uh the Scarlet Scarab? Um I'm just want to say I don't wherever they put her I'll be happy. I think that she's a yeah.
2: big fan. Um yeah, that that's it for me, AC before you get it just cuz like <laughs> I have a short answer. Uh and just Jake's answer. Just more of it. Like I just don't know where because like you said, like Moon Knight has really been made in a way that exists on its own. So like I guess Suara, like I would ask you like what do you want like an independent series for her? Like what are you like looking for? Are you trying to get her integrated with other members of MCU? Um, for me, uh, I'd like to see her anywhere that she could show up. I think, you know, especially with all these things, like we really have to start asking a question of power levels. Mm-hmm. because they're all over the place like yeah. can she manage in like a larger grander avengers level type of battle um we don't know and if not then like that inevitably restricts the character from where they can appear
0: mm-hmm. i mean for me i feel like i feel like wakanda is a place i'd love to see her show up in mm-hmm. i think that okay. would be cool um I also think that it,
2: we saw a hint of Wakanda potentially in the Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah, was that, that, that was, the, was, uh, a, yeah. It's was a, a god of Bastet.
0: Yes, yes, Bastet, the uh, Panther, the Panther god. Yes, right. Um But yeah, it it would be it would be something like that for me. I think also it would be something definitely more so more so to the the supernatural elements of this thing. Like Can I I
2: bring it back in and ask a question to both of you? Mm -hmm. If
0: we have another Moon
2: Knight season, where does she fit in that?
1: I mean, hmm. I would like her to still have some type of powers, because I think it would be really shitty if they just took that away. Mm
0: -hmm. I think
1: the the reason I actually would almost want to see her, if she's going to do any sort of team up, I want her to team up with people who are not necessarily as supernatural, because as a character, Layla clearly has a very... More so than a lot of other superheroes we have that are very much superheroes by circumstance. She has an incredible sense of justice and wanting to make things right. Mm-hmm. Um and so I can imagine wherever she if she still has her powers in Moon Knight Season Two, I imagine that she is trying to be actively trying to save things in a way that maybe Mark wouldn't do or couldn't do. Like that she's maybe like trying really hard to clean up the streets of Insert City,
0: um, but she can't because, you know, she's just one person. But I think that that's kind long. of her character trait a little jake lockley confrontation as such Mm -hmm. i think that would be that would be pretty interesting if we Mm -hmm. got that for a couple of episodes or something like that but yeah Yeah. i would say something more like that is where i would like to see her um yeah keep her in moon Knight, but i also think you can do you can do definitely do other stuff with her she's a great character she's legitimately Mm -hmm. great
1: And then our second Moon Knight question uh, Does Honshu have a skeleton cloaca? Uh, I'll take this one. This is from Michael Springthorpe. The answer is yes. Okay. Um, So moving on to uh, future MCU questions. (laughs)
0: Love you, Mike. (laughs) Uh,
1: MCU on repeat on Twitter asks What's something you hope was addressed early on in phase
2: four that hasn't been yet?
0: That's a good question. Because I was thinking about this for a few Can I answer
2: what I think your answer should be, AC? Yeah, 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 go. The multiverse. (laughs) <laughs> no, but that hasn't been it is the answer. No, no, but it hasn't
1: been oh, an the answer true. in the way that's that AC
2: true. has wanted it to right, answer in my opinion. Yeah, if you think about where AC like was like talk about pre like um far from home. Like yeah. you know? Like I remember if people go back and listen to the uh trailer breakdown. AC oh. flipped the fuck out over multiverse. Multiverse, 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 multiverse. I did. Multiverse. I did. And Mm. i don't think we really like the multiverse right now has been really used more as a tool than really like something that is like Mm. i I just don't even know what the stakes are of the multiverse like we get told a lot about it Mm. (sighs) and even like you know you come out of like a no way home and you think like the way Doctor strange is built out like that he really like messed things up but it actually had very little to do in terms of what he had to undo there but he still goes into the multiverse because of it even when you look at like an America Chavez like there's so much more to America Chavez that we haven't tapped into yet and that mm-hmm. power and like what it could mean and how it could affect I don't think for where we are at and how many properties we've come across in phase four that we got nearly as much of our multiverse answer as we
0: probably were expecting mm. at this point no And I think that's, I think that part is fair, but I'm also going to say, I can't call myself really disappointed with it necessarily, because as long as you give me a map to where this ends Mm -hmm. up, which they have, and I think Loki did the legwork. Don't you think you would be
2: further along by now?
0: Probably, but I think part of that also is instead of just movies, we have TV shows now, and the TV shows are there are parts of them that are really street level and have more to do with the blip than anything multiverse related. And I think I think that part it I think that part is interesting because it, like there is a separation of everything, even though the multiverse old storyline seems to be the main storyline that's going on. There's just also other stuff happening. So I wonder if it's because that we're getting all of these other things is that it makes it feel like it's not advancing, though I would say the fact that the He Who Remains stuff, the Sylvie Loki stuff, the Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange stuff, the mention of incursions, kind of like once we get to quantum mania maybe that will be the moment where okay we are fast tracking this a little bit more but i I, to answer the question which is the more important which is the more important thing i feel like i would say and 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 it's been tough because i was still thinking about this for a couple of days but i would i would say for the most part i kind of want to just see more street level shit like, that's where, like, that's kind of, like, where I am. As as much as I love this multiverse stuff, as Jerome so aptly put before, um, I want to see more of this Hawkeye, Daredevil, and all these other crime stuff that's happening. I want to see more of that, and we're going to get it soon. We got the announcement of um, Echo for next year, and that should be fun, too. It, I want to delve into that more. And I feel like we're kind of, like, still kinda of moseying mm-hmm. around and we haven't gotten to it yet, but that's that's what that's what I would answer. Um, I don't know if
1: I necessarily if it's something I wanted, but I if you told me that after as many properties properties as we've been through, um, that excluding a not important character at the end of WandaVision, there wouldn't be any moment where a character that we didn't know was a scroll was revealed to be a scroll at this point in the phase, I would have been really surprised. Which I'm actually kinda glad for that they're not just peppering, that if the largest if the larger thing we're gonna be doing is Secret Wars, then like I don't think I don't think we need to be peppering it in with like every yeah. other every movie has someone that's secretly scroll. But I'm i actually pretty surprised that that's not something that's been happening a lot. And I think probably for the
2: best with what they're doing. Yes. Um. But yeah, I guess okay. To actually answer the question, (laughs) um, thinking about it now, it's just like, uh, where do the Avengers fit? Mm. I don't know where. I don't exactly know where they fit at this point. Like we talk a little bit about, you know, you know, is Doctor Strange next in line to take over? But part of me is asking, like, is there even a team to take over? Is there even a thing that like the world or the universe? looks at the avengers like they're the people because like they're really spoken of like in terms of what they accomplished in endgame Mm -hmm. but very few people seem to be talking about it in terms of like what goes on like i think you know they know thor is an avenger like people are avengers but (laughs) maybe it's just a matter of like having the avengers threat come through but then i think that's also where it gets really awkward now because you have like, how many properties have we had come out in Phase 4? You're telling me not one of those is an Avengers-level threat? That's <laughs> like true. Like, what I is think, an Avengers-level threat anymore? That you know?
1: The thing you're talking about, though, I expect when there is an Avengers moment... I think so, just, too. I think it will be text. It won't be subtext. It will be like, without Tony Stark or Steve Rogers, can we just call ourselves the Avengers? Like, are we the Avengers? Like, what yeah, is yeah. and who is leading mm-hmm. that? But I think that that's a really excellent point that it hasn't been addressed I- at all is surprising.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's great. I think the only time that we've seen just a hint or inkling of any type of teamwork is the Shang-Chi mid-credits yep. scene. Yeah. That's like yep. the only thing. And the thing that I thought about after seeing Doctor Strange was, and seeing the Illuminati stuff, and that's why them getting dispatched was great. I think, in a way, the way that that mid-credits scene in Shang-Chi was kind of like, placed kind of want to see a different type of Illuminati in the MCU 616 like that like like, I want to see that
2: that scene like they essentially I don't even know if they use the exact words but basically they imply more or less like you are a part of the Avengers like Mm -hmm. get ready go do these things and I think that's kind of why arrive at like this point now is like we got that really early on and it, it's almost like they never really went back to it.
0: Yeah, they haven't. Yeah. This does feel yeah. like this phase feels like not only the multiverse stuff, but it does feel very new Avengers comic book run where we're kind of setting up a new team, but they are taking their sweet time in mm-hmm. actually setting it, it up. It feels like
2: we're setting up multiple teams. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, multiple like mini teams. Like, I guess. Yeah. I guess when we get we're stuff. Setting up like, a league. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah definitely a leak i guess when we get something like the marvels what mm-hmm. you know stuff like that like stuff like that where it's like we're not talking about just two people we're talking about three people uh the captain america four stuff was bucky involved and stuff like that and the young avenger stuff where they all fit that stuff in maybe at that point we will start to see what all of that stuff will look like but until then I kind of like the idea that they have it on the back burner and are telling more like little mini team ups because it does make totally. the it does make the movies feel a little a little different than the earlier ones when they were just more singular stories.
2: And again, like what I said is not a criticism as much as like no no for the sure. question of like what has not been answered.
1: All right,
0: yeah.
2: so <laughs>
1: these next couple ones uh, I want to get hit a little quicker just because uh, you know I not my time is not valuable, but I know your guys's is, <laughs> um, Dalbean asks, asked, has Chris Evans finally found a studio in Redwood to do voiceover? Uh-huh. What if season two, I appreciate, I assume, I, I do, I'm assuming that you are aware that Chris Evans, he might, Dalbean's making the assumption that he's living in California now, which is fair. I do wonder how, when they were doing Lightyear, how Kevin Feige, didn't just like knock on the booth door and say like, Hey, do you mind doing some pickup lines for Captain America while we're doing this? <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. Um, Carlos Munoz asked a question, which I'm. This was a great question. This might be my favorite one, uh, because it's both very general but also very specific, and does not ask us when we think new characters are going to enter in the MCU. Because that's, uh, that's anyway. <laughs> now that there's been a it horror film,
0: those questions.
1: I really, because I, I don't know. <laughs> there's no way for me to know. <laughs> yeah, those um, questions are more for <laughs> me. I get it. I know. Uh, now that there's been, now that there's been a horror film, what other movie genre would you like to see Marvel attempt? And what characters would you like to see in it? Which is that you don't need to have that part because I don't necessarily have it for me. But,
2: Jerome, what, about, what, what are you looking to Romantic see? Romantic comedy. But we That's my same answer. My, so my, my answer was, is that. My I, that would she
1: anyway. The same thought. Yeah. What I, what I really want is I want – But I think it will be best on a TV series just because they have lower stakes. Um, and I even almost – no, imagine- I want to
2: mo- – Well, actually, okay, put it this way. Romantic comedy, movie, mm-hmm. and – any number of Meg Ryans, Julia Roberts, just like figure out what characters they could play and throw them in there. Or like, or you know what, do like the romantic comedy like X-Men, bring them back that way, and then like Julia Roberts is just like Gene Cray. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I just to be just to be a little bit different, it is funny that we all kind of thought the same thing because we had no problem well, conversation. What else is there? Yeah, because the no, thing is like I actually, I yeah, actually think yeah. I would say, I mean, obviously, like uh Captain America Winter Soldier did something very specific in terms of an action like, spy, spy thriller. thriller. Yeah, yeah. I would say, like, after seeing the Batman, and I know some people felt funny about re-watching it, but I would mm. say, like, a detective story in the MCU, mm-hmm. I would kind of be down for if they got the right director for it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, specifically with the romantic comedy thing, I would think that... Uh, I think a lot of those elements are actually probably going to be in She-Hulk. Um, I agree. Because I think yeah. that there is... It's- I think that there is actually a great romantic comedy to be made outside or inside the MCU where the like the separating incident like the you know the thing that gives you attention is that one or both of them are superheroes like that is just actually a genre i, I think it's been tried a couple times and i don't think it's ever worked Shout out lewis and clark yeah um <laughs> like i think that that is actually like a good shot it's kind of strange that that hasn't been nailed yet because there really is i think a really funny romantic comedy to be made of where it's like you know, I I want to be with you. It's like I can't be with you. You're a superhero or whatever. Like, or why didn't right, you tell right. me you turned green? Like, I think that that actually is like very fertile ground. Um, and also I would just love to see if this could be a romantic comedy or just a TV show. I think that because of all of the fun side characters the MCU has, and this would not be a very highly rated show, so I don't think Kevin Feige would want to have it. But like, I would just <laughs> love to see a workplace mockumentary with like some of the non superhero yeah, characters, and that's a thing that's been tried a couple times too, and not to success. But I think that would also be a fun thing. I want just- to be
2: very clear about romantic comedy. Two, mm-hmm. it needs to be played straight. Oh, yeah, for sure. It, yeah. No, just because, like, I mean, you have things like WandaVision where, like, they lean into a trope and it is, no. like, more of a mo- like, it needs to be played straight. There shouldn't be, like, a figurative like, wink to the camera, like, hey, we're doing this. How silly it is. Like, I want a straight-up, like, full-on romantic comedy. I That'd mean, also, there
1: aren't enough romantic comedies in the world that just basically don't get made, and if they do, they're on, like, Netflix or Hulu, and they're either, like, there's one or two that are really good, but most of them are terrible. So just if the MCU could use its clout to make a, rom- a big budget romantic comedy again, that would be very happy. Can we make
2: like Will Smith, both Hancock and Hitch in like the same movie? Like yes. just one character somehow, someway. Yes,
1: absolutely.
2: I mean, no. if Will Smith wants to,
1: I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to see Will Smith. I, I I mean, I will still watch anything he does going forward, but if he's yeah. trying to be a regular <laughs> dude, I don't know if I ever could see him that way again. There there I there just there don't there. think I can do
2: that. Um, <laughs> Uh, so uh one... Everett playing his character in my best friend's wedding playing Magneto, maybe you mean the best best friend probably in any uh, rom com ever. Right. Yeah. Every
1: Everybody when he wakes up, he puts on his makeup, he says a little prayer for you. Uh, God, that scene
2: is so dumb. <laughs> Everyone Billy in the entire... as <laughs> Professor Xavier <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's great. Oh,
0: I just bitch. keep it going. Got, I
1: mean, <laughs> yeah the problem is like i'm trying to think of who to ca- even cast in it but mm. the problem is since they stopped making romantic comedies anyone who used to be a famous rom-com star is in like their mid 50s at this point no, but and- that's
2: why you got it like i think you have to bring it back in the way that you did like of Sp- like the way they did it for like spider-man like uh no way home <laughs> you just where you have like julie roberts okay yeah exactly exactly okay mm. i can see I mean? that
1: yeah, yeah you know I- i'm kevin feige uh you know my dms are open um there you go and jerome's ours, and the drums might not be but i can get you Jerome's number if you actually kevin group feige. chat group chat i hope you don't mind <laughs> jerome if kevin feige dms me i will give him your number that's um, cool <laughs> so uh so zephyr Pellin cool. asks um who do you view as the temple characters moving forward uh and who are you most excited to see um i think just i think the obvious one before i go to you guys doctor strange obviously yeah is
2: yeah. you know i hope spider-man is yeah. what i'll say
0: Spider Man, yep. I feel confident in. Um, I kind of really want to see because because of Miss Marvel and kind of the way that they're presenting it, with her wanting to uh, you know idolize Carol. Mm-hmm. I need some more of what and who Captain Marvel is because I, I feel like even mm. though we've seen her a bunch, we haven't seen her a bunch. Just to get it an understanding, like all we
2: know is Captain Marvel is powerful. And also, the the Captain Marvel we see at the
1: end of Captain Marvel is, you know, has had twenty plus years of being in other galaxies and stuff, and she just is a very. I want to see her reengage with her relationship to Earth because that is actually the most interesting thing to me about the character. Her kind of aloof, caring about all the galaxies equally, is like not that compelling to me. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I want, I hope the Marvels recontextualizes her about of being someone of the Earth.
2: And I mean, if we're going to mention temple characters, like the true temple character of phase four is Wong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a glue guy. He's a glue guy. Uh, Benedict Wong just
1: really. I just love that. He's just like, yeah, I'll do. I'll be in anything for a couple of minutes. Because why not? The checks. Clears yes. and people will like always think of you, and I I think that actually just is a fun thing to have. Of if your even if your movie is not super duper connected to other stuff, like Shang Chi mm-hmm. is not super connected to other stuff, but just having a character that can kind of make almost a cameo in a movie, being like, "This is still the MC Wongzi," <laughs> uh, was fun <laughs>
2: for
0: sure. Um, I I would say the last one. I would say the last one. I'm legitimately interested in how they translate. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier thing to the Captain America yeah. character and what that looks like for Mackie going forward, besides the Mackie memes. Good point.
2: Yeah. Um, this is uh just because like we're talking characters here, and I was thinking about all the characters we have seen so far, and then it just like made me think about it. And it's going back to an older question. AC, how do we get Layla to work with Shi uh, Ling and the Ten Rings.
0: Oh, you know what? Oh, I'm glad you mentioned. I can't believe I forgot about that because when I was thinking of the Layla question like two or three days ago, I was like, oh yeah, maybe she could show up like at the end of the Ten Rings series that um Xia Ling's supposed to get. Bang! I mean, right there, um, boom. All right, perfect. Sweet. All right, and then
1: two final questions just by the MCU in general from Kale Blomesser. First off, uh, what character has or what like franchise has the most insufferable fan base and why? <laughs> in terms of MCU specifically?
2: Yeah, or comics in general. I don't think he I don't think he cares. Uh I mean it's gotta be Snyder cut. Like being in the Snyder cut. Yeah, so, oh, diet. that's an
1: excellent point. Then
2: let's keep it to yeah. MCU, because that is that that's MCU? Yeah. Uh oh. I mean we're gonna upset anyone with whatever. Yeah, we I, I think I think
1: and I don't think this is actually the motivating thing between the, behind the people in our Discord that didn't like the movie, but I think the shock that Wanda would be evil contingent is really an, has been annoying over the past okay. week. You know what I mean? Like okay. the not realizing that clearly they're setting her up to do that. But I also think that I, is that a hive? I think so. I okay. also think pre the show Loki, I think that the Loki hive was always a little annoying to me. But that just might I, be I was okay.
2: I got um just because. I mean, this is really just a shout out to troll my guy Eric Giacometti, but yeah. um it's uh Winter Soldier is the best movie in MCU Hive.
0: Mm. <laughs> the, the, the little pinky finger up uh movie hive. Yeah. I yeah. the
2: fil- like the, the MCU film hive. Yeah. <laughs> uh like I again, I'll I'll be clear Winter Soldier is a very good movie. Mm-hmm. Um I it's not my favorite. Uh, but like not that it's bad in any way but to be explained it's it's less like the argument about whether it's a good or bad movie or where it rings but to be explained why it's so important is honestly sometimes a little insufferable
1: i think that that's an incredibly good point and i agree
0: oh i would say the i would say for me the agents of shield gotta make oh, a canon right. yeah. oh that's, that is actually no. the right name.
2: That's a great one.
0: I don't, I'll never forget
1: when I so when I posted the MCU glass montage. Keep people track of glass, how many
2: subscribers and listeners we have, like before and after. Yeah, it might go down. Thing. Thing. But I remember when I did
1: when I did the glass montage for Howard Bryant for his birthday, where I did a montage of every single time that someone went through glass mm, yes. in the MCU. Oh I, no! Keeping in mind, keep in mind that this took me conservatively because I had to go through the movies basically on like five times speed at the most because I couldn't miss people going through glass. took me about 30 hours to do. Um, You know, the same amount that, uh, you know, Kanye drove. Uh, And I put it up on Reddit. And this on Thanksgiving because that happened to be the day that Howard Bryant was born. And someone in the Reddit comments was like, oh, you didn't include Agents of (laughs) (sighs) S.H.I.E.L.D.? This project clearly took me weeks (sighs) to do. And you have the gall to be like, why didn't you spend your time going through a TV show which is as long as all of the movies you
0: already went through? Listen, these people these people are something else just from just from this. Listen, if you like the show, cool. Why do you need to tell me that I need to like it and that it's canon when it clearly they're not making it canon? It's like yeah. it it really always felt like with Agents of Shield that they were always trying to do stuff to make it seem like it was canon like yeah. we you know we're trying to get into the club we're trying to you know get you know show something as far as that was concerned mm. and like they did stuff i think with the winter soul with the captain america winter soldier movie where they had the story of like Oh, Hydra's turning on them here, mm-hmm. too. They did an Infinity War thing. They did the Age of Ultron thing. Like, just basically, like, all that stuff. The TV show itself got annoying with that because it was the... We're trying to, like, shoehorn this in. But the mm-hmm. fans, like, guys, come on. Like, really? Like, it's really not. Like, it's, it's okay. okay. Really not. It's,
1: it's okay. It, it, you could the, the amount that you enjoyed it is not affected by whether or not years later it's decided it's canon. I just... I, I a, Anyway, um, as someone who had no real awareness of him as it was in his heyday and kind of just thought of it as like a weird curio, seeing the way that people are like trying to make sense of being canon. Or when something is in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is like negated by a new piece of MCU canon and they're like apoplectic about it. Like, how would you do this to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? That's like, this is already going to stop it's again. It's honestly, it reminds me a lot of it's a lot of it reminds me a lot of Star Wars ex, uh, Expanded Universe stuff and I find right, it sufferable right. for the same reason. Um, I can't I, believe anyway.
0: we saw such and such character and we ain't see Daisy yet. Like, yo, get out of here with this shit, man. Come on.
1: See... I any time, drum. We can get this version of AC. We did something. Yeah, right. yeah. And I, I mean, that answers
2: it. the question. If it <laughs> gets that level of rise out of AC, then yeah. that is the most insufferable <laughs> hive.
1: I I just completely forgot about the person on that glass montage. Like, I looked up Agents of Shield was like a hundred something hours of content. I'm like, I wasn't going to go Jesus through that. Um, oh. All right, and so this question <clears> I actually <throat> just want to ask AC about because I don't know if Drum and I have really thought about it. But AC, what are your, Caleb asks? What are your feelings about oh, the MCU oh. as a whole becoming becoming such a mind goblin?
0: Oh, oh my okay, god okay so you're telling me you looked
1: up what a mind goblin was
0: <laughs> yeah, i was really hoping
1: yeah. never mind jerome i was really hoping we could get him i was really yeah, hoping could no, we we get him we, i thought yeah, that he yeah. might be knowing ac i thought he might have been the last person alive well, not if i had a full, full bit in my goblin. head where i
2: was gonna be like oh my you know, gosh you know, finally it, answers it.
0: so, th- Go so this it. is how because i saw i saw a, a mean post um something on twitter a few weeks ago with Zach getting him in a group ch- group chat about my yeah. oh. <laughs> it just shows a mean with a me like Harper.
2: Oh. Shout out yeah. at Talk Hoops, Zach Harper. Um mm-hmm. definitely a fan of mm-hmm. All Fantasy everything as well. Um I was so excited. Yeah. This was like really, yeah. I stayed on for the entire hour and fourteen just to get to this I moment. Know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I ain't that washed, um, Caleb. Damn it. okay but ac
1: ac at least you tell me this do you like wendy's
0: oh come on
1: do you like wendy's nuts in your mouth oh that's a new one i just heard that's a new one that's that's hot off the presses but the mind goblin i really i was so excited i'm really
2: disappointed but uh it just call us the david bory of marvel uh, cinematic (laughs) universe podcasts.
1: um yeah the c stands for cougar mel jordan um but anyway um so that's our questions thank you everyone who asked um and uh yeah we're gonna be obviously doing stuff like this in the future um we got miss marvel coming up we got thor love and thunder coming up we got some other stuff coming up with the pirate ship over at metal media some exciting stuff um and some hopefully some stuff on the patreon uh you can check out it's patreon.com slash University pod i'm definitely gonna be doing a podcast on at least one of the movies i watched for the 24 hour marathon um Mm -hmm. that i'm excited about hoping to land a guest or two for that What's
2: the total in the end again the amount when we
1: raised? Mm-hmm. hundred and thirty-two dollars for a glass Not too shabby. Awesome. Great work, Not Jake. Not at all. Uh, and yeah, look out also for other live stream stuff in the future. Not 24 hour stuff. Um, because that is insane. And I <laughs> don't want to die. But um mm-hmm. yeah, uh Patreon.com through <laughs> interview MC University Pod. We got the Discord hopping. We got some great conversations about the She-Hulk trailer. There's an emoji that definitely has come in handy that I made a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, you know, and you can follow the show at MC university podcast, sorry. at MC university pod, this is why AC usually does this. Uh, AC, we're going to follow you.
0: <laughs> you can follow me on the Twitter at Anthony Canton underscore three. If you are a basketball fan, I've been writing about the playoffs, uh, mm-hmm. it, conference final stuff, very interesting stuff going on. So just, uh, you know, keep it tuned there at murphys dot com. Andrew. You can find me
2: at Black Dragon Roll on Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow me at the J Christie.
1: Um, you know, just uh, keep an eye out for anything else I announce. I'm hoping to do something. There's a company's twelfth and your tenth year anniversary that's coming up in June that I'm looking to have a uh, live stream to celebrate. It's a company that uh, it folded a few years ago, but it's near and dear to my heart. Uh, and if you have any guesses what that is, uh, you know, let me know, and you might be right, but I won't tell you because why would I spoil that? And so we'll do another charity live stream for that but we'll get to that next month uh for Anthony the third, for Jerome Chang for myself Jay Christie this has been the Marvel Cinematic University Mailbag we'll talk to you next time